Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and normally I read from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. However, we have officially entered into season two of the Dear Future Hubby podcast. So in season two, I'm not going to read my book of poetry often, (laughs) just so y'all know. I'm going to delve right in. Um, And yes, I also normally write letters to my future hubby, but this particular episode, I'm not even doing that. Um, So I was going over a journal where my entries were back in 2011. So yeah, over a year ago. And as I was looking over the pages, I came across a bucket list and I listed 26 items. And at first I was literally going down each of the statements and each of the requests that I had made. And I was saying out loud what has been accomplished. And I was saying what has not yet been accomplished. And then I went down a little bit further and I see now my handwriting. I don't know what kind of pen I was using, but the ink was pretty heavy. So I don't know if it says Jeremiah 17, 6. So let me see real quick because I do. I have a Bible handy. So let me see if it does say Jeremiah 17, 6. Because if it does, I'm going to read to you what Jeremiah 17, 6 actually says. So let me see if I can find that real quick. Maybe not as fast as I would like to. It's been a minute. I ought to be ashamed of myself. It's been a minute since I opened up the Bible with all this COVID-19 stuff going on. No more excuses, Lord. I've been saying that a lot. So Jeremiah 17, 6. Let me make sure that this is the one. So then if it's not that one. Nope, that's not it. So what was it, Lord? Is it 47, 6? I don't see. Let me see. I'm going to find it. Oh, I guess it's Jeremiah 47, 6. And it is Jeremiah 47, 6. So it says, (laughs) the latter part of 6, because that's all I wrote down. I put dot, dot, dot. And it says, be still, be silent. And what I wrote down was rest and be still. So right up under there, I wrote a prayer. Now, for those of you that don't know, I have had two brain surgeries. The first one was December the 16th of 2011. The second one was five days later on December the 21st of 2011. Then as of April the 1st of 2017, yes, April Fool's Day, but it was not an April Fool's issue. um, I was told that the tumor has returned. So I am currently living with another tumor in my brain. So this actual bucket list was written on April the 11th of 2011. 
But what I noticed, the scripture was written down, Jeremiah 47, 6, and the latter part of it, I'm not sure what version it was, but it says rest and be still. So though I know that those were instructions that I, I was led to. Um, and so beneath that, the day before my brain surgery, what was brought to my attention is what I wrote. And these are the words that I wrote in my journal over 10 years ago. I said, tomorrow is my brain surgery, but 99% of my bucket list is not complete. Therefore, I shall live an abundant, healthy life after December the 16th, 2011 and not die in Jesus name because I have a vision for my life in Jesus name. And I put three exclamation points. And when I wrote that, apparently I had enough faith to believe that the surgery that they were going to perform. Now, mind you, I only thought of one, I only thought that I was getting one surgery. The only reason why two surgeries were necessary is because the neurologist or neurosurgeon who was operating on my brain went in my brain the wrong way. And by going in my brain the wrong way, they had to stop, stop abruptly because had they continued according to the nurse, then I could have ended up as a vegetable. So the neurosurgeon stopped abruptly because my brain began to swell. And they had to allow my brain a chance to go back down before they could go back into my brain, but enter my brain a different way. So the first surgery, they went through the front, although the tumor is located under my brain stem. By trying to go to get the tumor from the front, it caused my brain to swell up. So the reason why the neurosurgeon stopped abruptly, according to the nurse, is because had he continued, I would have ended up being a vegetable. So after the five days after the tumor went, once everything went down, the swelling went down, they went behind my ear. So on the first book that I published, my book of poetry, A Strong Will Mind, Healing Scars Over Time, there is a photo in the back of my book. That photo is the picture of the scar from behind my ear. And a lot of people do not know that. So this is, that's a little fun fact. The photo that is in the back of my book where I literally have my, I have my hair pulled back and then I'm showing the back of my ear and my hand is kind of like um, revealing the scar. That photo was taken for me, of me in remembrance of what I went through with those two brain surgeries. And that book was dedicated to my children as a blueprint to my children in case my demise. I wanted them to have a blueprint because if anything were to happen to me, I wanted them to see that you can face adversity, but you can also overcome adversity. So that's how that book was birthed. And that's the reason why it was birthed. And so... I'm going to read the poem that I wrote. This is really, really raw. So I'm going to tell you right now, I don't even know. 
I don't know what I'm about to share with y'all, but it's called self-control. And hopefully it didn't have anybody's name in here, but I don't know how deep I'm going to get, but I have a tendency to get really, really deep when I write. So this one is called self-control. And I wrote this on April the 13th of 2011. It says, my eyes are burning. Not sure if it is from the tears or if it's from lack of sleep, but you are heavily on my mind. And each thought of you causes me to weep. Silly of me to think that I could find love and have it reciprocated. The thought of finally experiencing that had me so elated. But then the reality of you slowly began to sink in. I was simply a means to an end. You had no true intentions of marrying me, but you had no problem with mind screwing me. Screwing me all the same. Cheap thrills from me you gained. To think that you could mean what you say. That thought was quite vain. How could I have been so foolish and allowed you to use the wool? Pull it over my eyes. Take me for granted. So very heartless and so very cruel. I'm far too old to play or be played. My emotions are fragile. You knew those facts before entering into a courtship with me. Yet you chose to cramp my style. You and I weren't yoked equally. Two lives you choose to live instead of choosing one to hold on to. You straddled the fence instead, although I could see your internal struggle. I chose to stay in spite of, although you used seduction to keep me. I practiced unconditional love. Maybe this is why I ended up broken. Actions followed the words I'd spoken. I told you that you needed to make a choice, not knowing it wouldn't be me, especially after the number of times of you saying we were meant to be. I should have known not to trust a word that you said. After all, you are still a man. Let every word from you be a lie and every word from God be truly spoken. You can never love me as God does. His love, unconditional and real. Instead of trying to love me through him, you chose to use sex appeal. Now that entrapment no longer works. So unto you, next victim, you go. You taught me a valuable lesson in this. Practice self-control. So that was called self-control. And I wrote that April of 2011. And as I'm going through my journal, first of all, I see how I literally... Don't have a problem <laughs> with writing how I feel. I still don't have a problem writing how I feel after all these years. Um, and two, I also am able to look back and see like, wow. Wow. Because when people hurt you, you will say things. And I don't believe I ever shared that point with the person that hurt me. But um, 
I wrote a lot. I wrote a lot. And I like keeping journals. And one of the reasons why I love keeping journals is because sometimes if you just, and this is me, you don't have to do it. You can get you some apple juice. You don't have to get, you know, wine. I get wine. That's what I do. But you don't have to do that. You can get you some apple juice and some water with some ice cubes. But whenever you are looking over a lot of what you've been through, I believe it helps you. It's kind of like layered, like, what is it? Um, I'm thinking of a tree and I'm thinking of how, like, whenever you cut the tree and it has like those little rings or whatever to let you see how old the tree is, depending on how many rings. Well, when I'm looking at this, this journal is over 10 years old and I'm looking at some of the sermons that I wrote down. I'm looking at some of the issues that I ran into. I'm looking at the visions that I wrote down. I'm looking at the goals that I had. And I've always been a dreamer. This didn't just start yesterday. Like when I'm looking at a lot of this stuff, I'm looking at the visions that I've had. I even have here, it says to see the birth of my grandchildren and my great grandchildren to witness all of my children's marriages. I have written my vision down. I have made my vision plain. And even if I did not remember some of the things that I've written so many years ago, that was still a desire. That was still a vision that I put down. And there's a scripture that talks about write your vision down and make it plain. And as I look through these pages and I see like, that's exactly what I did. I wrote my vision down and made it plain. But what really caught my attention is the fact that the day before my brain surgery, when all of the odds were stacked against me, I found strength in seeing myself past the pain. And seeing myself past the fear, I didn't know what my future would look like. I didn't know that I'd be doing a podcast. I didn't know that I would have another podcast. I didn't know that I, that my books would actually um, be published. I didn't know that it wouldn't just be one book. It would end up being two. I didn't know that I had more books in me. I didn't know any of that. But I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I wrote that that surgery was not going to be unto death because the way my mind was set up, if God gave me the vision, if God gave me the dream, God was not going to abort that vision or that dream because his words do not return to him void. And because I know that I'm made in his image and because I know that I trust him and because I know that he is the author and the finisher of my faith, I believed beyond a shadow of a doubt that because he is the author and the finisher of my faith, he would not be proven a liar. He would not make his word return void, which meant that I would have to live because 
of the things that I wrote down because he says, write your vision down and make it plain. But I took it upon myself to believe that there's a lot of people that wrote down their vision and made it plain and they're not necessarily here now. I just took it a step further and was like, God, I'm writing this down, but I trust that you're going to, you're going to allow me to see this. So I was driving because, and, and I just, I love how he works because I had this thought earlier today and didn't even know that this was in my journal, but I was telling God, I was like, wow, Lord, I'm coming upon 10 years post my two brain surgeries and so much adversity. I've been through so many storms, even after the brain surgery. I've been through so much heartache. I've been through so much pain even after the brain surgeries. I've shed so many tears even after the surgeries. But you've allowed me to watch my 20-year-old son walk across the stage. You've allowed me to see my 28-year-old graduate from college. You've allowed me to see my 25-year-old graduate from college. You've allowed me to see my 20-year-old graduate from college. You have answered my prayers. It didn't all come up roses. It's not all coming up roses. The struggle is still real. It didn't change the fact just because you kept me here doesn't mean everything is coming up roses. But you have still preserved my life. And all I could say was thank you. I was driving just telling him thank you. Because I'm like, you don't have to do it. COVID-19 came and hit us and blindsided us in so many ways and so many relatives we've lost because of this disease, this illness. And yet you saw fit to preserve my life. You saw fit to allow a lot of my dreams come true. And so now, even though I had said 99% I can't find it. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I believe I had said 99%. 99% of the vision had not come to pass. So surely God is not going to take my life. And then when I look back and I'm like, okay, Lord, now I don't even know. So what did I say? I said, what's, what did I say, Jesus? I said 99% back then. That was 2011. So now I'm, I would be able to say maybe like there's still at least 80% of what it is that I wrote down that has not come to pass. But I said, God, the fact that I had that right there was faith the size of a mustard seed, in my opinion. The fact that I was like, I haven't accomplished 99% of what it is that I wrote down on this bucket list. So surely you're going to preserve my life so that the majority of this, if not all of this, can come to pass. And the crazy thing to me is that the vision has been revamped. So some of the stuff that's on here, I don't even really desire anymore. My desires have changed over the course of 10 years. I don't necessarily have to do some of this stuff, but it sure did feel good to say, oh yes, that was done. Oh yes, that was done too. 
Okay, a third of that has been done. Wow, okay. More than half of that has been done. Okay, that hadn't been done yet. But do I still, do I really want to experience that? Or am I broadening my vision? Am I broadening my horizons? One thing I love about being able to write your vision down and make it plain, you know you got the power to change your mind, right? So let's just say you were like, oh, I want to go to a certain country. And then time goes on and you're just like, wait a minute. I don't just want to go to one country. Now I want to go to five different countries. You got the power to cross out that one and put a five. You got the power to cross out that name and add five names. You've got the power to do that. You're still writing your vision down and making it plain. You're just changing it. You're changing the narrative. You're dreaming bigger now. And I'm like, wow, I'm dreaming bigger now. I think that's pretty amazing. I'm thinking way beyond what I once was. I'm looking at things from a totally different perspective. And I don't even call it my bucket list anymore because when you're calling it your bucket list, it's like this one I want to do before I die. No, how about this is want to do this is what I want to do while I yet live. How about that? Because you have demise on your mind when you're saying your bucket list. You have living on your mind when you say while I yet live. Rest and be still were the instructions that he gave me. What? Rest and knowing that his word doesn't return void. Rest and knowing that the work that he began in me, the perfect work that he began in me, that it is going to come to completion because that's just who he is and that's just what he does. That he doesn't leave anything unfinished. And that if you have a vision for your life, Write that vision down so that you don't perish. Write the vision down so that you keep on dreaming. Write the vision down so that you can see it coming to fruition. Write the vision down as your starting point. You can add to it at any given time, but write it down. You got to start somewhere. I started believing that my first brain surgery would not be to my demise. And because of that, I am here in this moment telling you that whatever it is that you're going through, if you write the vision down and make it plain and trust and believe and have the faith the size of a mustard seed that you too can attest and testify a decade from now that you had a vision And that the vision came to pass because you did not give up on you. This is going to conclude my episode on tonight. I hope that it encourages someone, some way, somehow. However, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.